Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Caroline Mackay, also a senior wealth strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Caroline and I will take a look at some healthcare considerations as we age, and we'll discuss how to put a plan in place to make healthcare feel a little less daunting. This is part three in our three-part series focused on aging wisely. All right, let's get started. So healthcare is something that I think a lot of clients ask us about. And obviously, it's two estate planning attorneys. We're not necessarily something, you know, people that would normally talk about healthcare. But I think as, as we think about planning and planning for the future, healthcare is a really important decision and an important factor for a lot of clients, especially as they age. So what are some topics or things they should be thinking about as they think about their health care and planning for health care going forward? Right. That's a great question. So, you know, what's, what's great about the healthcare system is that we're seeing this trend towards more comprehensive, holistic care, a lot more collaboration between doctors. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we truly have access to some of the best health care in the world, and we're, you know, that's, that's a great advantage to have. Unfortunately, with all that innovation and with that comprehensive care, also comes extreme costs, right? right? So when we're younger, the the cost may not seem as great, but as we age and we have more, um, you know, we have more likelihood of illness and just longevity and and aches and pains that go along with our body, uh, that often means that we're going to have increased healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we want to really be thinking about our healthcare, not only in the future, but today, so that we can plan for that future. So thinking about increasing healthcare costs and projecting that potentially as part of a cash flow analysis. Mm -hmm. So as we're seeing how strong or, you know, what our cash spending can be in retirement, we're factoring in inflation on spending related to medical costs. Mm -hmm. We also want to really um, dig in and understand our current health care and become knowledgeable about future health care options for us. So for today, uh, I want to know what my health care plan is. I want to dig in, you know, do I have an HMO, a PPO? Mm-hmm. There's so many different types. Do I have a high deductible plan, right? There's a lot of different ways to be planning for health care now. Health savings account is something that we're seeing more people interested mm-hmm. in who are on high deductible plans because it does allow access in the future right. to, to use some money as well. So digging into what is our plan now, learning about the type of care we're going to have in the future, Medicare, Medicaid, things like that, um, creating you know not only relationships with our doctors, but making sure that they have the right documents on file for us, um, that we are thinking about you know plans of care in the future, you know what what is meaningful to us, what type of life do we want to have, you know mm-hmm. what are some decision makings we want to make. And then finally, I think as we get older, too, it's helpful to bring other people in, uh, trusted family members or friends, uh, to maybe sit in doctor's appointments as well and to have second eyes, second ears Mm -hmm. uh, to understand diagnosis, uh, plans of care, Mm -hmm. things like that. Makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned Medicare. I did. Uh, and, you know, that's one thing, you know, I think a lot of times as people get older, they start to hear a lot more about Medicare and get a little bit, you know, there's so much out there, but, almost, you know, but it can get confusing. Yeah. So what, what do people kind of need to know at a base level about Medicare? Yeah. So, so Medicare is, is uh, the healthcare system that generally you qualify when you reach age 65. Um, and in many cases, it's similar to probably healthcare you had, you know, during your working years or through spouses or whatnot. Um, But it does come in different parts, and that's where it can get confusing. So part A is generally the the hospitalization, the inpatient care 
um, aspect of Medicare. Medicare Part B, that's going to be more like your general health insurance. So what you use when you're going to the doctors that will help pay for your care there. There's now also Medicare Part C and D, which generally also covers prescription coverage and in some cases can be sort of a package deal between uh, a B and A and with prescriptions. And then there's Medigap, which is a, a supplemental insurance program that helps cover some of the costs that aren't covered by Medicare A, B, C, or D. So co-payments and supplemental costs that wouldn't be part of normal insurance. Okay. So in, in addition to Medicare, we also hear a lot about long-term care insurance. So something, you know, maybe, you know, when you're younger, thinking about how you're going to cover some of those, those higher costs um, as you get older. So wh- what should we be thinking about when it comes to long-term care insurance? Right. So Medicare, and a lot of people don't know this, uh, Medicare does not actually cover your your long-term care needs. So if you needed to go into skilled nursing or have long-term home care, Medicare is actually not going to cover that. There is something called Medicaid that can help people cover those costs, but those are for individuals who effectively have almost no assets, personal assets. So it's very difficult to qualify for unless you have, you know, almost nothing in the bank. Uh, So typically for long-term care planning needs, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, as we all live longer, uh, we don't necessarily, you know, um, live in a way that uh, uh, prevents us from needing to have skilled nursing care or to go into a long-term care facility. And unfortunately, the costs of those facilities can be quite extensive. So in some parts of the country, you know, you're talking $100,000 to $200,000 a year Mm -hmm. for, for skilled care that an individual may need. So a long-term care uh, policy would be a policy that helps protect the risk that you would need long-term care and would help pay for those services. So there's long-term care that you can buy um, that is what we call a standalone policy, which just covers long-term care. Now they also have something called a hybrid long-term care policy, which is actually a combination of long-term care and life insurance. Um, and, and one may make more sense for an individual. It really depends on goals and needs and cash flow and, mm-hmm. and thinking about all those things. I think the sooner we think about long-term care, though, as a, a true risk and paying for that care um, is important because like any type of insurance product, especially in the, the life long-term care insurance range, the earlier you purchase it, uh, typically the more cost-effective it's going to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So it is hard to think if you're a 30 or a 40 year old, you know, long term care seems very far down the road. But maybe in the 50s or 60s, you know, that's a good indication of when, you know, you want to dig in and think about if I did need long term care, how would I pay for it? What would that do to my estate and my family? Right. Like, would that deplete everything for my Mm -hmm. family? You know, can I self-insure, meaning I I can pay for it? Mm -hmm. I have enough resources to do that. Um, and, and then engage a financial professional to, to really look at the costs and the benefits. Um, again, there's so many different types of products out there that can help address different needs and mm-hmm. concerns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, long term, you know, you think about long term care insurance and it's a way to plan for that. But what about the types of documents that can also help us plan for health issues down the road or health care concerns down the road. Right. So that's when we look a lot to some of the core estate planning documents that we typically are counseling clients to have. But in particular, in those cases, a health care proxy would be incredibly important. Uh, again, that would give somebody the ability to help make health care decisions for you if you were unable to make those decisions mm-hmm. or you needed you know, a, a second person to be sitting in helping you make those decisions. Mm-hmm. To be able to access your health documents 
uh, or your health record mm -hmm. uh, and to talk to your doctors about, you know, your health and decisions that should be made. We want uh, a HIPAA authorization, which again, HIPAA, many people are familiar with. It's a protection, you know, not mm -hmm. letting your medical records get released uh, unless you've affirmatively given approval. So we want people to have that approval and we want those people who have the approval to know they have the <laughs> approval, right? We want them to know where to find that. And oftentimes we'll tell people to give their HIPAA authorizations to their current doctors, to the hospitals that they currently receive care at, mm -hmm. uh, so that it's very seamless when someone needs to come in and, and ask to potentially, you know, get additional um, access to your records to help you make those decisions. Then there's a, a durable power of attorney, which would help, again, somebody, if you are unable to make decisions for yourself, be able to cover the financial side of things. Yep. You know, we need to pay for your yeah. care. You need that person to be able to access your insurance and file claims on your behalf. So having, you know, all the agents out there that can address both the healthcare side mm -hmm. and the financial side as well. So, so really, I, I think the, the planning piece, once again, kind of makes healthcare feel a little less daunting. If you kind of look, always looking forward and thinking about, okay, you know, how am I going to pay for this? How, you know, who are the people that are going to help me carry this out? It kind of feels less daunting and really helps you move forward and plan for those healthcare needs down the road. Yeah, I think it gives you comfort and peace of mind that hopefully, you know, the time never comes, but if it does, you know, you, you've had a plan in place. You got to, be, right. you got to pick the people yep. who are making those decisions along with you and, you know, you have a plan. So really putting you in control. Putting you in control. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC, and the private banking division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed.